0: Hey there, you're listening to Matt Chats with Black Girl White I'm your host, Jess D. and today is a blog post episode. These episodes are dedicated to those who hate reading, I get it, or those of you who don't have time to read. If you'd like to refer to this blog post, the link will be in the episode. Or can go directly to blackgirlwhitegee.com and the episode title will correspond with the title of the blog post. So here goes. hey guys yeah i know this is coming after a long time but you know i wanted to come to you guys um with a new blog post episode um mind you the reason why i'm reading this now is because it's been such a long time since i've been in china and i really do miss it and i wanted to take a look back at you know what jujitsu looked like while i was training there so without further ado please enjoy this um, blog post episode of a snapshot of what BJJ in China looks like. If you're wondering what BJJ in China looks like or thinking about training there while you travel, here are all the things you need to know. When encountering different cultures, it is very easy to talk about how we're all different and separated. Even now, there's A deeper separation because we don't have the opportunity to travel and experience new cultures and people. Um, This was written in 2021. So, yeah, at the time, obviously people weren't traveling as much. All this focus on separations makes it hard to see the similarities. When I arrived in China, I was also focused on separation and how different Chinese culture would be and how those differences would extend into the jiu-jitsu gym. I thought about how I wouldn't train so much because I didn't understand the language or that people wouldn't want to train with me or the BJJ teaching style would be completely different. To my surprise, it was not like that as much as I thought it would be. In fact, it was more like the BJJ I was used to. So here are some of the differences and what it it looks like. Number one, there's a big international community. The BJJ community is huge in China. I'm speaking for Shanghai alone, but most people know everyone in the community. And if not, most people are open to meeting and training with new BJJ enthusiasts around town. For expats... Most of us who leave our families looking for new adventures, but want to be part of something, BJJ really makes it feel like you're part of a family making more connections. Plus, with the many kinds of people who come to BJJ class, I'm sure um, you'll meet someone new every time. If you're worried about the class being only Chinese like I was, have no fear. Most classes are bilingual. There's either a coach who is bilingual or a person who helps the coach translate in either language. Also, many of the coaches who don't really speak Chinese or don't really speak English try their best to describe the move in their non-fluent language. And through their process of learning the language, their English and Chinese speaking goes up. In the cultural aspect, this is one of the greatest opportunities for you to organically learn about other people's cultures. Although I'm super friendly, I don't go up to random people and ask questions or whatnot. Then again, I don't think anyone really does that. But if you do, no no judgment and more power to you. But at the gym, maybe someone escapes or passes your guard in a way you weren't expected and you want to know how and why they did that. No one has a problem with helping you and drilling with you. This then opens up a line of communication that wouldn't have been there in any other situation. I've learned so much about someone and got to know many people this way. And yeah, that's the thing about it. It's just like you might, um, especially in positional sparring or, um, you know, if you get a role and you just point out someone in the gym and you start talking to them and roll with them and, you know, you work together, then it's kind of like, oh man, thank you for the great role. Um, oh, what's your name? My name is, you know, I'm Jess, da 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 And, like, I've met some pe- so many people from different other parts of sh- of China, um, people from other countries. Like, I, that's how I met um this guy, Jason. He's really cool. He's American, but he showed up at our gym one day. I think we rolled once, and he was kicking my ass. And I was like, oh, dude, how are you? Like, oh, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I got to um, know someone that way. But in any event, continue on. For you skeptics out there, you might argue that you can have the same vibes in any gym or any place of fitness, um, around China or where you live. But number one, generally people generally people keep to themselves in these situations, and two, it usually happens that the language is only Chinese, because in our jujitsu gym, we're a super di- group, diverse group of people who love aggressive cuddles. Also, shameless plug, um, just opened a store. Um, and there are aggressive cuddle t-shirts there, so check it out. Um, Yeah, anyway. BJJ makes it easier to talk to the awesome folks around you. All these aspects have caused a level of comfort that draws curious people in, which makes the community grow. It may be a combination of the urge of doing something you've never done before, getting a new type of exercise, or longing for that community feel. Many people who try BJJ both in both Chinese and foreign stay and experience at least for a little while. Um, number two, multiple gyms and experiencing multiple gyms in China. Um, since being in China since 2014, I've seen the growth of Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms across Shanghai and China. Um, as a sidebar, I remember when I arrived to Shanghai, there was literally, literally one jiu-jitsu gym with Shanghai BJJ, shout out to them, um, and I had um, contacted them before I got there and now that I'm gone, I know there's like a bunch of other gyms that didn't exist while I was there. So yeah, it's just like, there's been this exponential growth of jujitsu. Um, okay. This gives people the opportunity to train, roll and connect with many kinds of people with, within the BJJ community and experience many different training and teaching styles. If you like doing gi only, most gyms will cater to you. If you like nogi only, then of course there are places like that too. Want to make your BJJ better for MMA? Don't worry, there's a gym that has you covered. Not feeling competitive, but want to make your Jiu Jitsu good for self defense situations? You guessed it, there are places and even some events for you too. Because Jiu Jitsu is big business here, the market appeals to all that goes looking. Number three, more women. Oh my God. As I, you know, when I first started training BJJ, I was the only girl in my gym. Obviously now, um, as I record this in 2023, there, um, of course, is a lot more women doing jujitsu, but even now, like in, um, my gym, um, Henzo Gracie Ramapo Valley, shout out to them. Um, there's like me, there's my friend Jay, shout out to Jay, there's my... Um, there, and there's like a couple girls, like younger girls are like, you know, teens and young adults. And, um, maybe some girls that come in here and there, but there isn't that many girls. Sorry. But yeah, um, continuing on, uh, jujitsu wasn't appealing for some reason to my friends and I honestly gave up trying to convince them to come. I mean, nice hair, long nails, and not getting your face bruised up is important to some. Then most girls who eventually became my friends came, but at the most, it was four or five girls at one time. In China, there are so many women to train with, and it's a community of love and growth where everyone wants to see you. Because of the original warmth within the community, many women feel brave and open to come try jujitsu. jitsu Although there have been instances where women feel, felt unsafe, we women band together in China no matter where you are from. Also, another addition to this. There in China, like, again, you'll have classes where, let's say there's 20 people in the class. In the U.S., even up to now, there'll be a class where maybe there'll be, like, two women. But in China, like, if there's 20 people, there'll be 10 women and 10 men. Or, like, there'll be at least seven women in the room if it's a very large class. And I felt that, like, really fostered, like, growth and getting better because there's just so many women there for dojo dynamics in the u.s i've always had a serious old school impression of the bjj gym do your best to arrive to the gym on time line up in belt order etc etc when i arrived in china i was relieved to see that the gyms these beliefs tracked over into china because of course respect in the gym is universal This gave me a sense of connection to China because it seemed like things were just like at home. But in my time, I have felt there are some things that are less formal in China. In the U.S., I used to call my first black belt coach professor and all the color belts coaches coach. In China, I've never called any of my black belt professors coach or professor. Maybe for me, it's it is just always having the feeling of being informal or just being friendly with the coaches outside of the gym. But all in all, I think it's more casual in the BJJ gym in China where it's more formal in the U.S. Like even up to now, I think also it might be me. Um, so my current coach, um, I call him by his first name just because like before he got his black belt, Um, well, he was a coach when he, before he got his black belt, um, well, he was my coach before he got his black belt, English guys. Right. Um, and you know, I would call him coach during training sessions, but outside of training sessions, I would just call him by his first name. And then now it's kind of traveled over. I need, I need to cut it out a little bit. I know like my coach, he's super cool. We're friends. Like we've been friends for like almost 10 years. Actually, no, I've been training. Yeah. We've been friends for over 10 years. So like, Um, it's always so weird. Like when I'm training, I have to ask a question. I'm like, Hey, you know, um, Dan, can you come over please? Or like, Hey, Dan, I have a question. And it's just like, you know, it's weird because all the other people in the gym are like, Hey, coach, professor, so on and so forth. I'm like, I really should set a good example, but I, it's a habit that I need to break out for myself. Um, yeah, if you got, um, if you're listening this far, like what do you guys, like if you're familiar with your black belt coaches or whatever, do you have like that line where in the gym you call them professor and then outside of the gym you don't you call them by their first name or like however they like to be addressed? Let me know. Um but yeah, going on. So, we talked about all the, you know, cool things and all the comparisons um about China and now I want to talk about the nice not so nice stuff. <laughs> Although there are many many positives that make BJJ in China great, there are some things that I noticed that make it seem a bit sad. Some of these things make me feel frustrated, even to the point where I wanted to quit BJJ. But as we know, sometimes recognizing the bad things make the good things even better. Number one is the separation of Chinese um, people and foreigners. There are many people that get together despite where they might be from, but sometimes a person might be too shy, they don't speak English, or they just prefer to be around their quote-unquote own people. There is an obvious separation between foreigners and Chinese people. Yes, of course, um, foreigners grasp onto other foreigners who are living the same experience. We have common stories, common frustrations, and are always willing to give tips to make life abroad um, in or outside of China a bit easier. So I can understand why my Chinese teammates stick to themselves. It might be what's more comfortable and warmer for them. In this respect, I just feel that they just might want to be left alone, causing further separation. There have been times where I see some of my Chinese teammates doing a move that I want to work on, and I feel um I kind of feel bad getting into the circle because maybe they want they don't want me there. Or there's a vibe that they have going and I could interrupt that vibe. So I just leave them alone. Men not wanting to roll with women is the second thing. After my first full class at a BJJ gym in China, I was super excited to roll. I was new to the class, so no one knew me. And as it always goes, people grab the people they already know for a roll. I saw some Chinese guys sitting in the corner just chatting, and I asked them if they wanted to roll. They said they were tired and maybe next time, and then they went back to rolling. Um, of course, I was a little bit disappointed, and then I went into the locker room to grab my phone to see if there were any texts from one of my WeChat groups. Um, for those of you who don't know, WeChat is like basically WhatsApp and. A little bit of like TikTok and like Twitter all combined into like a messaging app for in China. Um, When I came back, I saw those two dudes rolling hardcore. Um, I felt a bit left, um, hurt and left out. It got worse because after the first roll, I got passed up again. I just felt alone, um, unwanted at the gym, and that I won't improve if no one wanted to practice with me. It was probably one of my worst days of BJJ in China. And yeah, I mean, obviously this is, um, you know, if you're looking back, this is in 2014. Um, guys are a little bit, you know, different or the dynamics are a little bit different now, even with me being outside of China. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, it hurts. And I understand that, you know, some people maybe just want to roll with, they want to roll with, but it just made me feel sad. Anyway, maybe my speculations, um, are wrong. But at the time, I felt because I was a female foreign blue belt, most dudes didn't want to train with me. It just felt like that deep down. And I feel that BJJ being somewhat newish for that time, no one wanted to get embarrassed at the gym by getting tapped out by a girl. I feel this aspect is different now. But the other problem that I've noticed is men skipping over women in potential sparring or for roles in general. One of my coaches mentioned that it is because of the size and strength difference, which is an obvious factor. If you're a brand new white belt who spazzes it out and wants to win, or if you're a dude that has been training for a minimum of six months or an upper belt, I believe you should roll with everyone. You do the women on your team a disservice if you avoid training with them. I understand that there may be some like gender or religious reservations or otherwise, um, but if not, everyone should roll with everyone and communicate to make sure everyone stays safe. Um, and of course I wrote an article about like why men generally don't want to um, to roll with women and why women don't generally don't want to roll with men at times. Um, I love how I said generally and at times, basically why sometimes people don't want to roll with like the opposite sex. So definitely check that out on my blog. And number three not taken seriously as a female athlete. As I said before, there are more women who are inspiring to try BJJ. All of the girls at the gym are open to helping other new girls who come into the gym. But the issue comes when a new girl um, comes into the gym and you try to approach her to be welcoming and she has no interest in talking to you. All the interest comes back to her face when... One of the more handsome dudes at the gym walk by. It is then clear what she's there for and there's no need to try and make her feel at ease. She already feels at ease around all the beefy guys and makeup she's wearing. And her sports bra and shorts show you clearly what she's there for. There's nothing wrong with going to uninventional places to meet new people. Um, Even I always suggest people go to like Zumba classes to meet people, but in any event, everyone goes out to the bar in Shanghai and meets people. So why not switch it up? The the problem is when you are um, in the gym with so many women looking for dudes, um, you're coming to the gym to looking for dudes to date. No one knows which woman is there for BJJ and which one is there for BJJ minus one J. It takes a while to establish that you're a woman that actually wants to be there to grow in the sport. This aspect has kind of died down in the gyms I go to, but the problem is still always there or I mean was there when I was living in China. Um so with these negative aspects, um you know, a lot of the stuff has changed like even so again, I left China in um 2021. Um, there's some aspects of there that were there still, again, women, actually, when I left, there was still, um, you know, because it was still COVID regulations. There was a lot of, you know, people, you know, a lot of things where people couldn't just show up into the gym and whatnot. And, um, because there were, a, there was a limit on the amount of people that could train, like some of these like negative aspects have died down, but you know, they have been there. They're still there and I'm sure like for those of my friends in China that um still listen to or or still you know still listen to my podcast, let me know like what um aspects of China have changed, what what are the same, you know. I and also I miss I miss China, I miss you guys. But in any event, um, yeah. Uh living in China, um this feels crazy for me to say, but most of my BJJ experiences have happened in China. You know, two years of jiu-jitsu in the U.S. before I went to China versus um, seven years of jujitsu in the U.S. So, you know, there you go. Our differences make it seem like being in a whole different part of the world experiencing BJJ would change your mindset. And it does. The BJJ experience in China is one that is a family Connections and overall improvement. Um, I've, you know, I've traveled and I've experienced BJJ in different places, but um, I can't wait to you know live in a new place and experience BJJ um, in another part of the world and get rid of those separations. Like you know, not looking at someone like oh well they're from Cambodia and they their jitsu is different than someone who does jujitsu in Mexico versus someone that does jujitsu in Senegal. You know, I just want to experience BJJ all over the world. And, you know, I hope to, I hope that, you know, across the world, you guys will see me in the gym near you. So anyway. Um, so my question of the week is, um, what um, aspects of, you know, my experience in China um, have you experienced at your gym? Have you traveled abroad and, you know, noticed that jujitsu is a little bit different? I would love to discuss it. I love, um, you know, would love to, you know, connect on my Instagram, which is at blackgirlwhitekey underscore BJJ. Um, and yeah, thanks for listening, and I will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this blog post episode of Matt Chats with Black Girl, White Key. Remember, this post is available on blackgirlwhitegee.com in written form so you can get any links or anything you might have missed while listening. If you haven't done so, please subscribe and rate this podcast. It's much appreciated. Again, I'm your host, Jess D, and I hope to see you next time. Bye.